Hey y'all, you're listening to episode 52 of Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. I'm really, really happy to have you here. If you enjoyed this podcast or have enjoyed EcoChic in the past, please go ahead and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes right here in the Apple Podcast app. It's super, super easy. I really, really appreciate it. Last week, we hit 50 ratings, which was so exciting for me, and I'm so, so happy that you guys are enjoying the podcast so much. We're going to get right into it today. On this episode, we're discussing kind of a pillar when it comes to the sustainability community on Instagram, it seems like. I hear quite a bit about this topic and a boycott you should make as a basic environmental move. So today I am talking about palm oil. I'm really excited to be bringing up this kind of controversial conversation, a flip side of the coin of everyone encouraging you to go palm oil free. So it seems like most of us are at least vaguely familiar with palm oil. It isn't everything. So we're talking toothpaste, lipstick, ice cream, bread, like whatever you can find. They actually say that about half of all packaged products in a supermarket contain palm oil. So it's in cosmetics and toiletries, basically a lot of the time to add some creaminess or foam to a product. And it is also being used more and more as a biofuel, so a source of energy. It's super hard to truly 100% like totally avoid palm oil in your life. But it seems like, again, every environmental activist is telling you to boycott it. I was at first introduced to the other side of this argument by my friend Sarah, who works in biofuel trading. She's based in London, but originally from Malaysia, which along with Indonesia produces 85% of the world's palm oil. So before we get into it, like let's set the scene. Palm oil is an edible vegetable oil that is derived from the fruit of an oil palm tree, which is an indigenous tree to Africa. So while the trees are native to Africa, palm oil plantations are now primarily in Southeast Asia, like I said before, mostly in Malaysia and Indonesia. The harvesting of palm oil is where the bulk of the controversy stems. So palm oil production is associated with arguably the most aggressive deforestation efforts globally. So we said earlier that palm oil is derived from the fruit of this particular palm tree. The trees can live about 30 years, so that's already a relatively short lifespan when it comes to ecology. But here is the kicker. When the trees grow too tall, it is way more difficult to collect the fruit of that palm tree, so they cut down trees to make room for new, fresh trees. The rainforest is just continually being clear-cut for fresh fields of oil palms. And because palm oil is in so many consumer products, the demand is pushing for more and more acres to be cut down every single year. Let's first break down the obvious environmental concern. Converting rainforest land into a plantation is a loss of a major carbon sink, which is basically just an area that sequesters large amounts of carbon. There are some reports that show that clear cutting these rainforests into plantations releases a hundred times more greenhouse gas emissions than just a traditional forest fire, which is already super environmentally damaging on its own. But let's take this one step further. We are just gobbling up all this land for new plantations and regularly clear cutting new areas of rainforest to expand the palm oil industry. This is displacing large numbers of indigenous people, like settlements that have been living in Southeast Asian rainforests for centuries. These really huge companies are coming in and just instigating conflict. So local communities in Indonesia and Malaysia are left just impoverished and displaced, and there is massive conflict over traditional land rights going on right now. Let's also please not forget about the animals, like I'm probably an animal person before I'm a people person. 
These rainforests are home to elephants and tigers and these beautiful rainforest birds and even rhinos. A group that gets a lot of attention during the palm oil conversation is orangutans. Orangutans can be found almost exclusively in Borneo and Sumatra. Borneo is a part of Malaysia and Sumatra is a part of Indonesia. This like really, really breaks my heart to tell you guys. There is currently only 110,000 orangutans currently in the wild. A century ago, so just 100 years ago, there were probably more than 2,300 orangutans in total. So more than double the current numbers. But the Bornean orangutan is now estimated to be about 104,000. And so they're listed as endangered by the World Wildlife Fund. And the Sumatran orangutan only is listed at 7,500 individuals. So they are critically endangered. To be critically endangered, you are at a wildly low population. Like it breaks my heart to know that there's only 7,500 orangutans left on Sumatra because that is like basically nothing when we're talking about one of the only places in the whole wide world where you can find these animals that let's not forget are super, super closely related to humans. So like, what's the situation? Why haven't we gotten ourselves off of palm oil yet? Why is everyone killing orangutans for this stuff? What's so great? So health reasons are actually not a major push. Palm oil is high in saturated fat, but so are all other oils. So it's not any more unhealthy for your cardiovascular system than using any other vegetable oil. Americans aren't using it for cooking, but palm oil is a super common consumer cooking oil in India and China and Indonesia. Americans primarily consume palm oil as an ingredient in other products. So like we said earlier, palm oil is actually in about half of all supermarket products. So cosmetics and food and anything else you're really consuming in your everyday life as an American. Besides being relatively fine for your heart, it's also trans fat free, which makes it a really attractive replacement for other traditional oils in our packaged consumer food. Health experts have been advocating against partially hydrogenated oils for the last like 50 plus years. Plus, in those packaged items, palm oil is an ideal ingredient because it's semi-solid at room temperature, so kind of like coconut oil, so packaged items aren't getting overly greasy, and palm oil can stay stable for long, long periods, so it's great for items that have longer or would like to support longer shelf lives. So there's really not a whole lot of packaged consumer food items that would be possible without palm oil. Here is the kicker. Palm oil is wildly efficient. The African oil palm can produce more than three times as much oil per acre planted compared to any other crop. So this means for the yield of these palm oil plantations, they're actually using far less land than any other crop to produce the same amount of oil. Like I'm saying that palm oil trees use less than a third of the same amount of land than any other tree to produce that same yield of oil. And dig this, based on the biological composition of the oil palm tree and the idea that plantations are being put on freshly cut rainforests rather than degraded fields, the palm plant actually uses significantly fewer chemical fertilizers and pesticides than any other oil. So it's actually like the cleanest oil, quote unquote, in terms of harvesting. Cleaner than coconut oil, corn oil, anything. And so while palm oil is an incredibly destructive crop, it could definitely be better for the environment than our alternatives. If we're boycotting products with palm oil altogether, the market is going to respond by shifting the demand onto another commodity. So some sort of palm oil alternative is going to be used instead in all these products. And we know that those are gonna use more land, more resources. We're gonna have a whole new set of problems if we're moving on to a new type of oil for everything that we're eating and buying and just having in our day-to-day -day life. So where does this leave us? What do we do? There is, of course, overwhelming pressure from environmental groups around the world to more closely regulate palm oil production. 
Greenpeace pressured Wilmer International, which is the world's largest palm oil trader, to sign an agreement back in 2013 for 100% zero deforestation. I'm not actually sure how closely that agreement is being kept, but just FYI, it did happen. In 2014, the EU changed labeling laws so that consumers are more easily able to spot palm oil on an ingredients list. The U.S. has actually been requiring this since 1976. In 2004, the Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil, the RSPO, was established. So this is a global effort to more closely monitor the palm oil industry. The RSPO set up voluntary guidelines for greener, quote-unquote, palm oil production and has tried to encourage palm oil expansion in more, quote, sustainable ways. So that is supposedly not ruining any primary rainforest. It's not violating the land rights of any local people. You can now find the RSPO icon. It's like a little logo on products, a little seal of approval, but that's controversial too because the standards for just having that RSPO sustainable palm oil logo actually only explicitly forbid deforestation on, quote, high conservation value areas. So not actually all areas of deforestation are of concern to the RSPO. But that little RSPO seal of sustainable palm oil harvesting is actually as good as it gets right now. The World Wildlife Fund also has a little rating tool for you to look up brands that are currently using sustainably harvested palm oil. It's called the Palm Oil Buyer's Scorecard, and I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. I played around with it a little bit earlier today, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. Palm oil is actually in a lot of products that I consume that I didn't even realize, so I thought that that was a really eye-opening tool. So that's it for another episode of Eco Chic. I hope you enjoyed this conversation because I have been really interested in having more controversial type topics on the podcast, just kind of encouraging everyone to think a little bit more deeply and critically when it comes to our sustainable habits and our lifestyle choices and what we're choosing to really rally against. So while I totally appreciate the efforts to boycott palm oil, it's kind of the best option we have right now when it comes to the environment. So I encourage you to avoid it when you can and then just think a little bit more about sustainably harvested palm oil and where you can kind of make those switches in your everyday purchasing. So with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to leave a rating or a review. If you want to get in touch, my Instagram is at Podcast, and my personal page is at Laura E. Diaz and both are always linked in the show notes. And you can also send me an email via lauraediaz.com if you are so inclined. And with that, I hope you have a really great day and I will see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.